Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. crack into those soft, moist little ear holes of yours. Yeah. Episode 60. This week we're doing a Not Quite Running Man double feature. Not quite. Not quite Running Man, if you know what I mean. Wait, what? And uh, we're doing Endgame and New Gladiators. A couple of uh, Italian post-apocalyptic kind of like jointy type movie thing. What's of my jiggers? I am the loaf. With me the Zalm. Hey, what's up? Yes, so, uh, Zom. Hey, what's up? How are you, sir? Um, doing good. I'm on a uh, physical fitness regiment of uh, walking and lifting weights and mm. trying to cut back caloric intake, as mm. in coming home mm-hmm. and going to sleep instead of eating and yep. then going to sleep. Me too. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, hopefully we will see. Some improvement. Uh, some of my my hair is actually growing back on my fat stomach, uh, <laughs> so I'm happy about that because I'm not one to. Um, I don't know. I'm a mammal. I've said it before. I'm a man. I'm a mammal. You know that's the way it goes. Do you Tyler know Kirk. we have as many hair follicles on our body as a chimpanzee? <laughs> it's just that our hair is not as coarse. Wow. God damn. All right. It's the truth. Michael P.S. Hayes had more, though. That was a hairy bastard. This is the part in the video when he, like, whips the shit out of one of the Von Erics with a boot. He should whip the shit out of Von Erics. He should have whipped them like their daddy. He should a long time. Oh, God. I'm going to teach the shit that guy is. I had a pretty good week. Well, Terry Gordy's dead, so I can't say too much about mm. that. Mm, sorry, I'm just crunching right in the fucking mic. You had a good week? Yeah, it was all right. Nothing special. You know, saw some Every movies. day above ground is a good day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, had a couple days off. It's all right. Uh, so what have you been is watching that, this week? That you got fired? <laughs> no, not yet. Um <laughs> You know, I had a couple days off. No, I brought, I brought Prometheus on Blu-ray. I hey, Dad, what's going on? I had a couple days off. <laughs> what do you mean? You got fucking fired again? <laughs> that was a joke in The Simpsons when uh, Marge comes in and she says, Marge, or Homer work called. Uh, 
They said if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. And Homer's like, woohoo, four day weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, um, what have I been watching? Yeah. Is that what you asked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? Is that what you. Um, I watched uh, a few movies that. Um, oh my God. I can't even remember what the. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm writing something. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're, draw, you're drawing a dick on a piece of notebook paper, aren't you? Making yourself laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I was drawing a, 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 a notebook uh, a pad on my dick. Um, okay, I watched a documentary on Netflix Instant Watch, and I'm not 100% sure what the title of it is because I forgot to write it down. But I think it's called an R-rated look at the X-rated industry at an X-rated industry or something. It's uh, this guy. He's a uh, famous um, photographer, and he goes to the AVN Expo in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, which a bunch of people that were at Whorehound said they were, would go to. And then when I brought it up later, said, oh, I can't go to that. I'm married. Um, <laughs> I said, yeah, but if you know, it'd be like Whorehound, except instead of walking around and seeing Sid Haig and Ernie Hudson take a shit, There'd be girls walking around in thongs with their big boobs pushed up, you know. So anyway, um, it's uh, I don't like stuff like this because it just uh, I don't know. It took me out of it. I watched this one girl. She seemed really nice, and you know, even, even though she's uh, uh, I'm pretty sure fucked up in the head. Um, and then when I went and of course looked her up on XNXX and watched one of her videos, she's pretty fucking weird um you know it's like god ugh, what's wrong with you people but anyway it's all right it's just kind of like eh. um i watched uh again tales of ordinary madness which i uh uh encourage everyone to watch the original title is story di ordinari folia uh this is the ben gazzara movie where uh, he basically plays charles bukowski and uh it's got susan tyrell and uh, it's got a chick named Ornella Muti. And God damn it, if she doesn't have one of the greatest asses ever on film, yeah. Susan Tyrell does not have one of the greatest asses on film. But she did have a, you know, she, she, she played a crazy uh, kind of nympho woman, and she didn't look too bad. Uh, but it's good. It's really good. If you like uh, Rum, or not Rumblefish, um, oh, yeah. Uh, Barfly. If you like Barfly and uh, Factotum, uh, this is really good. Gazzara nails it. Nails it to the wall. Next thing I watched was a liberal commie pinko movie called Good Night, Good Luck. Uh, Night and Good Luck with uh, George Clooney and uh, the guy from uh, Matewan. Stern. Strayhorn, Strayhorn, Strayhorn. It's really good. It's about uh, Edward R. Moreau um, and uh, his little uh, battle, not little battle, big battle with uh, Senator Joe McCarthy, who had, I have 500 names of communists who are in the Senate. I have 5,000 names of whatever. And he's just a jerk, and Joe Don Baker liked to play him in movies. Um, wait a minute, what was that beat? Forget it. Um, Next thing I watched was on the 
request or behest of Jacob McLarge. Huge. And it was a movie called, is it Henge? H-E-N-G-E? We'll say that. G-E? Or Hing- it's called, I think it's called Hangy. Hangy. And, uh, Hangy. And uh, eh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was short. Uh, um, it was it was good. I like monsters. I like giant monsters, and I like uh, monster Japanese monsters are always good because they can come up with some shit that you know. It's like hell. Well, you know, ugh, this, these monsters are are very um, odd. Good story. Uh, nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah. No, it was good. I liked it. Uh, it was short. Uh, but it was I, I, I actually I watched that too, and yeah, I mean it was all right. wasn't wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Did, no. Now, when you watched it, did you wonder why did Jake want us to watch this so bad? I did because I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it was okay. okay. Yeah, you know, but it, it it reminded me of like a live action version of a lot of stuff I have seen in anime. Yeah, you know, where they have the crazy mutated monster thingies, but uh, you know, and then. Um, well, there's been other movies that I have seen where with a similar uh, – well, what was the one that uh, came out uh, not that long ago from, I think, Sweden about the let, – let the right one in? Right, sort right, right. That. Sort of the same kind of concept. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, let's move on. Sorry, Jake. Fucker. <laughs> Thanks for wasting my time. I thought it was going to be some revelation. I was like, oh, my God. It's going to be so good. But you know what? When you get caught up in that Asian cinema thing, and that's all you watch, and that's all you do, it's kind of, no, it was all right. It was good, Jake. Fucker. Um, (laughs) Next thing I watched was The Turin Horse, um, which is a a, um, kind of an odd uh, movie. Um very odd. Uh, <laughs> you just have to watch it. It's it's an experience. Put it that way. It's a cinematic experience. Uh, the Turin Horse. T U R I N. Um, the, the the setup for it, which is in like the first two seconds of the movie, is that um, Friedrich Nietzsche, uh, as the story goes, was walking to work or wherever the hell he was going, and uh, there was a cab driver who a cab driver at that time of course had a horse and you know wagon as as was the was the cab and the horse wouldn't refu- just stop walking and just would not move and the guy the cab driver got off and was trying to tell it to move he got back up he started beating the horse the horse still wouldn't move he got off the wagon got down and just started beating the shit out of the horse with this whip and Nietzsche went over and grabbed the guy and threw him to the ground um and then went and uh, wrapped his arms around the horse's neck and just started weeping. And then for like two days, he was completely inconsolable. And then they say, and it was uh, never known what happened to the horse or something like that. And then the movie starts. But the movie is just, it's very different. And it's uh, artsy-fartsy. It's an experience. Anyway, next thing I watched was uh, along the same lines. It was called Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. This movie, I swear to God, even just saying that is making me smile as I'm talking about it because I loved it that much. Which one? It was, was it? F- huh? What did you say it was? 
Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. Oh, that's one. That's the new one, right? Yes, because the other one is called Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, the original. Right, right. This is Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, and it's, it was made in the 2000s, I think, like 2002. Okay. Uh, this is fucking awesome. It's still a Godzilla movie, and it's still it's one of those ones like you know, um, you suspend disbelief, and you'll have a hell of a good time watching it. The special effects are still Godzilla-like, but um, they add some like uh, CGI and stuff that makes it really cool. And there's a chick in it, Yamiko Shaku, who is the main chick, the main hero, whatever, and she is – I like her. <laughs> yeah, she's good in a bikini too, but she's not in a bikini in this movie. She's only in a bikini on – Google image search, but she's 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 good in this. Um, I like the uh, Godzilla atomic breath is superior to anything I have ever seen when they do that. Uh, Absolute Zero, which is a weapon that Mechagodzilla uses, is really cool. Um, so anyway, it's uh, it's worth getting. I would watch it on Blue, uh, but the Blu-ray version is only in Japanese with no subtitles and no dubbing. It is on um, Crackle. Crackle actually has a whole shitload of Godzilla movies on their instant watch. And the thing about Crackle, which I never had watched Crackle before, is um, it says the movies are uncut, and they are. But right in the middle of it, they'll have about four commercials throughout the whole movie. And you know, when movies were on TV, there were, there were places that they strategically put commercials, mm-hmm. like at the end of a scene – <laughs> they'll put commercials. They just they just randomly put them in on there. I watched a I watched a Jim Brown movie on there. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it was still it was cool to watch a, watch a movie. And it gave those, those commercials. I always say, you know, it's when I go to the movie theater. Um, I like going there because you're you're kind of a captive audience. And when I I I have I cannot tell you. The last time I got up to take a piss or a shit or to get food in the middle of a movie. I never do that. I sit through the whole thing. And um, um, so that's a good thing. But when you're sitting at home and you want to go in the kitchen and get something to drink or take a shit or something like that, it's um, or run in and jump on uh, Facebook so you can put down, oh, my God, this part was really cool. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have <laughs> And you can kind of like time yourself and try and get back before the commercial's over. Uh, next thing I watched was a documentary on Netflix Instant Watch called um, Dark Legacy. This is really good because it explains um, – they, they, um, it um, solves the JFK assassination thing, and it's really good. Uh, that's all I'll say. Watch it uh, because I'm telling you what. I it was on one of my days off, and I kept dozing off, and I, I was so it it kind of creeped me out to the point. And I know it was because I was half asleep, so I was kind of uh, in sort of in la la land because I'd wake up and I'd be like, "Fuck, I got to go back to where I I fell asleep." And it was I wasn't falling asleep because it wasn't good. I just was tired, and I was like. It was making me paranoid and really creepy. Uh, <laughs> more than usual. Um, next movie I watched was The Bridge at Remagen, uh, which is Ben Gazzara and George Siegel. And one time, and I must say this, and I, I hate uh, you know correcting people, but I remember on Gentleman's Guide, they reviewed a movie or were talking about a movie that he was in, and Sammy called him George Seagal. 
And uh, that's Steven Seagal. This is George Siegel. It's kind of spelled the same, but, you know, not pronounced same. Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, next thing I watched uh, was a little movie called Cobra, starring Marion Cobretti and um, some <laughs> big, tall, female looking woman. Uh, I have stated several times that uh, when I when this first came out and in the theater, I got to turn fucking uh, Prometheus down here. <laughs> I keep looking. I'm gonna turn it off because I keep looking over. Uh, let's turn it off there. Okay, that's that's a little inside thing there, people. Um, when this first came out was when Stallone was really big, and I went to see it in the theater. And my friend and I, when we went to see it, we walked out and we were like, "That was so fucking stupid." Um, it was it was so bad, and we were. I think I remember mainly being really disappointed that it was really short. It wasn't even a, an hour and a half. It was like an hour and twenty minutes or something. We we're like, "What the fuck?" Well, watching it with a diff- not a different point of view, I still, while I was watching it, was like, "Oh God, this is so fucking dumb or whatever." But it's entertaining. Because it's it's uh you know Stallone at his macho, I don't know he was playing his '80s action star and with his sunglasses and his fucking black stupid gloves and his boot cut designer jeans and I mean he just was a douche and and it was funny <laughs> watching it because of that and that one guy that played the bad guy I mean Jesus Christ he he, he should be they should have did a buddy cop movie with him and Zadar. With their faces, <laughs> and Bridget Nielsen, she just didn't do anything for me. Even back then, when she got big, big titties and had the platinum blonde hair, she kind of, she kind of looked like a maybe, like she would have been a good dominatrix or something. But I don't know. I don't know what he saw in her. I think he just was uh, probably snorting a lot of coke, and she leached onto his ass and took him for about half of everything he had, uh, which is fine. He deserved it. He was a douche. Next thing I watched uh, was a movie that um, had a cool guy and a douche. It's called Tango and Cash. Yeah. And I like Kurt Russell, and he was pretty funny. God damn it. This was Stallone trying to be a yuppie, and his line delivery was so fucking horrible. He was trying to sound smart. Well, maybe we should go do this. And I'm like, dude, you sound like a fucking idiot. Uh, But it was another one, just like Cobra, uh, that was um, kind of semi-funny. You had Jack Palin's Tango and Cash, Cash and Tango. And as the doors in it, um, you get to see both their butts. And we decided on our um, Facebook group that Kurt Russell has a tiny butt. He does. It was just weird. It's like his shoulders... Uh, are wide, then his waist comes down like a V, and then his butt even gets smaller than his 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 butt is even smaller than his waist, which like, I don't know what I'm saying because mine is now too, but that's just because I mean he was skinny, he's not like me anyway. Uh, this, it was it was all right, it was kind of dumb, dumber than shit actually. I had, but, that on, uh, I had that on VHS when I was younger. I used to watch that shit all the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> so just Stallone. I mean, I, that's just when, those two movies right there. It just epitomizes a point in time in his life where he was just douching to that big where, time. Did you watch this on Netflix? Where did you watch that? I did watch it on. No, no, no. You don't know watch it on. I watched it on G4. Oh, okay. I'm curious. <laughs> did they, they have a lot of commercials. Did they cut out the uh, the part where they're dipping them in the 
vats of water and shocking the water? No, they were shocking them. Yeah, I saw that. And did they? And did they have an extended scene with uh, Zadar like hanging on the wires, like getting shocked? Yeah. Okay, I've seen I, I've seen the DVD release of it. Cut some of those out. Some of the, some of the electrocution shit out for some reason. Seemed like it. I mean, I remember that. So I know. Yeah. Uh, next thing I watched was a movie called Coming Home with John Voight, Jane Fonda, and Bruce Dern, and it also had uh, Gil or not Gilbert. Uh, what was the other Revenge of the Nerd Carradine? Uh, he was in it. Um, Robert. Robert Carradine is in it, uh, and uh, this is an excellent fucking movie. Um, it, um, with all the guys that have been at war uh, in America right now for about 11 fucking years, which is unbelievable to even be able to say that, uh, this movie is very uh, – it still uh, is relevant to today's horseshit. Uh, <laughs> it'll rip your goddamn guts out. Um, uh, then I watched uh, a documentary um, that I have been wanting to watch for a while. It's on uh, iTunes. Uh, you can rent it for, I think, uh, maybe two ninety nine or something like that. Um, it's called The Invisible War, and it's about uh, women servicemen – or women servicemen. Women service women. <laughs> women, <laughs> women who are serving in the uh, armed forces uh, being raped and sexually assaulted. And it's a fucking – I mean, a alarming fucking rate. Uh, and then when they go to their superiors to, you know, report it, how they get basically uh, accused of everything, and they kind of turn it around on the victims and treat them like shit, and they can't get any kind of reprisal or any kind of justice, and how uh, 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 way too big of a percentage of men in the military were uh involved or arrested with uh for uh, sexual assault even before they were in the military and i mean some of these girls were brutalized i mean uh you know head smashed against the wall beaten you know the one girl was raped uh uh like uh displaced her hips and fucked her like uh, discs up in her back to where she was you know on disability and everything it's just awful and there was actually some guys in it that had been raped by other guys in the fucking military um so it's a it's a really good uh documentary i encourage everybody to watch it because it's just shocking um and um the actual documentary at the at the end they have a like a, a blurb uh kind of made a difference supposedly in some things uh next thing i watched was a movie called taffin with um what the hell's his name? Oh my god! <laughs> that I just drew a total fucking blank. This was on this uh, the other night, and I just uh, had to catch it. Um, I didn't know anything about it, but apparently there is a uh, there is a famous scene which I didn't know anything about until Brent pointed it out. He didn't need to point it out, but when I posted that I watched it, he he posted a quote from the movie. And as soon as he posted it, I knew exactly because Pierce Brosnan has a scene in this movie where he overacts so bad that it has become infamous and it's on YouTube. So <laughs> it's funny. Woo, it's funny. I don't know if you need to watch the, the – I don't think you need to watch the movie to uh, to know what – or to uh, think it's funny if you watch the clip. But he um, – it's about a, a – 
a town uh, where they're build they're going to build a chemical plant, and the people of the town you know don't want it to be there, and they're protesting. But the people that uh, the big corporation or whatever that does the runs the chemical plant starts kind of playing hardball with the people in the town, and they taffin, who is a badass uh, Pierce Brosnan, to help them. And uh, he tells him, he says, "Okay, yeah, you want you want to hire me now, but later on you'll turn on me, you know, because they told him they said do whatever you have to do." And he said, "Later on, you'll you you will turn on me or something like that." And uh, but it's it's pretty good. It's not great, but it's worth a watch. And the last thing I watched, let me look up my list to make sure I didn't forget anything, because I saved this one for last, even though it was in the middle, was a movie. I watched a movie. I watched a movie. It was called Prometheus. Yes. Now, do you think that you might talk about Prometheus when you talk about your what I've watched? I did not watch it this week. You didn't watch it? Okay, well then no. let's talk about Prometheus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love this fucking movie. And <laughs> when I went to see it in the theater, I was like, uh, I saw it when I went to Myrtle Beach, and I and I was like, man, I like that movie. It was really good. And then it's so divisive, and everybody, which I, you know, we had like a. Uh, a, uh, a very long discussion about Prometheus on our group uh, this week, which, um, you know, the same people were having the same discussions on. Like, I remember uh, <laughs> Mr. Chris on Are You Serious had a, they had a huge discussion about this movie, uh, who liked it, who didn't, and why, and why not. Um, so, after we had this big discussion the other day, I thought, okay, I've got to watch this again. So, I just got on iTunes and I downloaded, I rented it, so I and just was going to watch it. I still fucking like it. I I can see a lot of the things that people are saying, but to me it's like it's like nitpicking or looking for looking for reasons not to like it. Right, right. Because I mean, yeah, it's like okay. It was so stupid that they did this. It was so stupid that they did that. And I'm like, well, okay, first of all, you're looking at it like it should be it's a it's a sci-fi movie, and these people are supposed to be scientists, and they made mistakes and did stupid things. <laughs> no humans, and we need to move the movie along for dramatic effect and for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I watched it, uh, and uh, it, uh, I mean, like I was just telling you, I was fucking sitting here watching it the whole time we were preparing for the show because I have nine more hours to watch it, and. <laughs> Uh, it looks great. I I thought it was uh you know you had douchey people in it, but you know you had douchey. You had Bill Paxton was a douche, and I, I don't know. And then some people were like, well, you know, people that liked uh, Alien and Aliens that were big fans of that hate this movie, and people that that uh, don't that never saw whatever you know they like it. And I'm like, I like both those movies, and yeah. I still this movie so. And they did stupid things in those movies too. You know, it's just uh, that's just the way it is. People make mistakes. And, and I'm, I mean, and I like all I like all four Alien movies. I liked. Uh, well, was there? Yeah. Okay. We had. Yeah. Uh, I liked the one with Sigourney when they when she went to the prison with the monks and they didn't have any weapons. Right. I that thought, was that was that was the Fincher one. That was part three. And then the I don't remember his name. The guy that directed Amelie did the fourth one, and uh, that one was fine too. You know the the uh, one. With uh, Charles S. Dutton, where they didn't have any weapons for me, I remember people shitting all over that one. It's like, well, that's the point of the movie. Is it wasn't? Did you want them to just make aliens over and over and over, <laughs> coming and fighting and her? Which I love that movie, but you know, 
whatever. I I thought it was really good. It's been it actually has been talked to death. We talked to to death the other day, and uh, but um, I'm watching it right now. I turned it back on. And I have this, <laughs> so anyway, I loved it. I mean, I, I I I when I was talking about it the other day, I would have said you know I don't know if I would say it was in my top whatever for the year because I can't remember what I had. I remember I had Snowtown as number one, but uh, on our non-existent list. Uh, but this was still, I thought it was really good and I will continue to watch it. I'm going to buy it. Nice. You yeah. James. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they, I don't know why they did this, but they, they did do the, only the 3d Blu-ray has the, all the special features in it, which for some strange reason, but, um, so you're going to have to go out and buy a 3d Blu-ray player. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I still need to watch it. I just when I bought it, I, I I had to work every day, so I just didn't have time, and I had to watch the two movies for this week. So, but I'll get around to it. I, I got that in the Gangs of Wasipur, also the new. That's this independent Bollywood film that uh, it's kind of like a compared to Godfather in a way, big gang gangster movie. Um, let's see, what did I watch this week? Prometheus? No, no, no. Um, sorry, I lost my list. Here we go. Um, well, I started off the week strong um, on the heels of uh, Samurai Cop and Hollywood Cop last week. Uh, thanks to the help of... Mm, I forgot who it was. Um, one of the Chris's in our group, I believe, uh, linked me to the an Amir Shervan Facebook group that had a Vimeo, a Vimeo link for Killing American Style. Um, this is a, a, a follow-up to Samurai Cop, and it's about as ridiculous. It has Jim Brown in it for about ten minutes, but um, Zadar is in this one too. Um, it's equally poorly acted, and is uh, he the one that's in it that's the same. What's that? Is he the only one in it that's the same? Um, unless there's like some bit players, but yeah, he's the only main character that's the same. And um, the lead guy in this looks even more like a fucking American Gladiator. Um, as opposed to the you know the guy from Samurai Cop, so is that um, Malibu? Dar- it's not Darren McBee, but yes, Malibu wasn't an American Gladiator, but this is not Malibu. Malibu. Um, this is good. It's it's the the VHS has been like it's it was considered a lost movie, and I think only people that were in the movie even had the VHS still. There was a release in Germany at some point, but never in English. But uh, apparently, someone's finally ripped this VHS, which. I watched on Vimeo and uh, hopefully uh, a better. It's it's kind of it's pretty low quality, but hopefully a better one will appear at some point. So, um, I watched uh, Disco Dancer, which is a, a Bollywood film um, starring Mithun something. I can't ever pronounce this guy's last name. He was a pretty huge star in uh, in India in the eighties, and um, this is kind of like a I guess a Saturday Night Fever kind of thing. But he is a poor kid a pretty typical bollywood um staple but poor kid making it big uh, you know but never Why can't they make any movies about like rich kids <laughs> you know that that struggle but uh he uh yeah he becomes like a, a disco idol basically and you know everybody comes to see him dance and sing and uh there's lots of really cheap karate in the streets and stuff it's pretty good cheap karate Pretty pretty legendary in Bollywood terms. It's a definite B movie. It's it's fun. Good soundtrack. Um, fun. Uh, James 
I, I picked up a few DVDs from him a couple from him a couple weeks ago. I got the package in the mail, and one of them. Is I this watched. James Anti Prometheus? No, this is James uh, from. Oh, Brooklyn. this is the good James. This is good James. Um, one of them was Cold Souls, the Paul Giamatti movie. Um, this is kind of like a, an Eternal Sunshine kind of feel. Um, it's uh, Paul Giamatti plays Paul Giamatti, and I guess it's supposed to be him, like actually, but he's in a stage play, and it's I don't know it's something he doesn't really like about his life, and he sees an ad about removing your soul to like change your outlook on life and stuff. And he goes, and what was the guy's name you said from uh, Mate One? Uh, is it Jason's. Yeah, Drake, he he plays the doctor, the, the soul remover doctor. Jason um, Statham. Jason Statham, yeah. And um, and his his soul is shaped like a chickpea, but uh, <laughs> the, chickpea. <laughs> the what, what's happening is they are this company is not only storing people's souls but also. Um, renting ones like the, all these people in Russia, these poor people go and sell their souls, and they they're they're muled over to the United States, where rich people then rent them to experience other people's like feelings and uh, just life outlook. And he gets the soul of a Russian poet. And it, there's some really nice parts in it, but some of the story didn't really feel completely fleshed out for some reason. Um, Gotta flesh it out. Yeah, it was all right. Not great. There were some good ideas, but not... not thanks a, a lot, James. Yeah, thanks a lot, James. Uh, let's see. I watched Wreck 2 with the misses. Um, this one is a... Did you say Crank 2? Yes. Uh, stretch. Um, <laughs> Wreck 2 was... Or Wreck was a Spanish film. Kind of a... It's a found footage, found footage kind of movie, um, which usually make me pretty sick. Motion sick. Um... Wreck 2 just continues the story of zombies in the first one, and this one takes a little religious twist. Um, it's pretty good. Um, I, I did. There's, it's split into two parts. You have a, a SWAT team who have helmet cameras, so that's part of the footage you see. But then the uh, there's another part of the film with footage found from these kids' personal video camera. Oh, I had to look away so much in that part, so... Why? Because you got it's sick. just the the way the way that camera is handled was a lot more I guess Jumping amateurish. Up. Yeah, it made me really really dizzy to watch. So, God, what's wrong with you? Um, let's see. Man up. <laughs> I couldn't. I had to look down. I looked at the iPad. Um, <laughs> when you watch a porno, if if it was like a handheld and the guy was jacking, and they were just <laughs> I'd like, have to look away. He like jack like vomit and come at the same time. Yeah. Oh wait. Um, I Invasion watched, of the butt fuckers. Did watched, you watch that one? I didn't watch that one. Okay. I watched Chained Heat. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Lots of titties and rape and fun stuff in this one. And fucking uh, uh, Henry Silva was skinny as shit in this movie. He looked like he was sick or something. Um, his head looked extra huge. Uh, yeah, you get to see uh, what's her face's titties and. Uh, Sybil Danning takes her shirt off a couple times. Pretty much, if you're a woman in this movie, except for Stella, uh, what's her name? Stella Stevens. Um, everybody showed their tits except for her. So, oh, and the old like prison guard. Uh, it's good. I've never seen this one. I'll have to watch the other two. Which I, I imagine are not nearly as good as this one. But you know, for a women in prison film, it's it was uh, it had more story than most women in prison films I've seen. So um, it was all right. 
Um, I watched the Henge, the one we talked about already. Another one. It was okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? I, I mean, what, I, I would like to just have an explanation of why he seemed really emphatic that we mm-hmm. watched that. Yeah. He really, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it wasn't bad. I just don't understand the enthusiasm. Uh, what's it? Was he high? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, there you go. Um, and then I finished up with uh, I watched, went to the theater and saw The Master, the new. Oh, uh, it was Paul, over your head. Paul I Thompson. forgot. So yeah. we can't have a discussion about it. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's dense. Um, it's definitely a character driven piece, not a lot of plot in it. Um, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Seymour Philip Seymour Hoffman are both both very good in it. Um, Philip Seymour Casale. It it has something to do. There's this script ties in somehow to There Will Be Blood, and it has a similar feel, you know, with um, the two the two characters in that film as well, having that weird back and forth relationship they had. So uh, I'll have to see it again. It's very good. It's very well acted. It'll probably show up in a in the Oscar season. Uh, stuff but um i'm glad to see that uh what's his face has decided to fucking start making movies instead of jack himself him and uh (laughs) affleck's dick (laughs) making stupid he's really good in it he's a mess he's he's a fucking alcoholic and he like drinks paint thinner and shit so yes it's good you should see it what kind of paint thinner well, he mixes it. He like mixes these concoctions just to get totally blasted uh, all the time. And paint, Betty paint. Ford. Yeah, so, um, that's it. Cool. Ooh, a whale's dick. Whale's. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, let's see. Why don't we <laughs> take a break and uh, we'll come back and review. Get our any preference? I don't fucking give it. Let's shit. do end game. We'll come uh, back and review. Wait we'll, a minute. Which one was that? The Joe D'Amato one with Al Cliver. The okay, yeah, one? yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, uh, do we want to do that one first? No. Do you want to do the other one first? New Gladiators? Let's do Endgame first. We'll yeah, be let's... right back with a review of Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Asian people prefer being called Orientals? Did you know that Ching Chong, Ting Tong is a respectful salutation in all Asian cultures? Did you know that paper cuts can cause massive arterial sprays in Orientals? No? Well, then you should listen to Podcast Without Honor and Humanity, the Internet's fourth best Asian film podcast. Every week, your host, Jake McLarchuge, will cover two Asian films that can range from the obscure to the notorious, from a Sunny Chiba werewolf film to a Splattergore atrocity, from Category 3 to the Korean New Wave, and beyond. Tune in at the website podcastwithouthonorandhumanity.libsyn.com. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. Or you can just search Podcast Without Honor and Humanity in iTunes. So give Podcast Without Honor and Humanity a shot and get cultured. Flawless victory.
time for Endgame. We had a little bit of a break there. <laughs> yeah, I had to go wash 20, my hands. 27 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, so uh, I apologize if the uh, part of my what I've been watching section sounded a little uh, short yesterday. I've started all of a sudden uh, feeling like shit. Got the shakes and the chills and the... Ended up sleeping for the last, I think, you know, fourteen of the last twenty-four hours. So, nothing wrong with that. Ooh, I don't know what I don't know what hit me, but it was not fun. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna dick, review. Dick in the chin. <laughs> Balls on the chin. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, in game or Bronx Lotta Finale, uh, directed by Joe D'Amato. John, so I'll let you introduce it here. Huh? I'll let you introduce it. Oh well, goddamn. I was acting stupid, and then I, uh, this <laughs> is Endgame, right? Caught with your pants down. Yeah. A telepathic mutant recruits a post-World War III TV game show warrior to lead her band of mutants to safety. <laughs> it stars Hi, Al Cliver, who I've never heard of outside of this and the other fucking movie we watched. Uh, Laura Gimser, uh, Emmanuel, for those of you who are in the know. Um, one of the Emmanuels. Um... Uh, George Eastman and Wasn't some other Jesus people. Emmanuel. What? Wasn't Jesus Emmanuel? Yes. Well, it's the truth. Don't uh, you? Um, and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention him because he is in the next one as well. Uh, Hal uh, Yamanuchi uh, plays ninja in this movie. I gotta say, his karate skills are not the best. Like he looks See? impressive at times, but then like yeah. he'll stop after a kick and he looks like he's gonna fall. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Endgame um, has a very deceptive poster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the poster looks pretty fucking cool. Yes, the poster looks really fucking cool with this fucking ripped, shredded dude like, like from the movie 300 wearing a, a futuristic football helmet. He's got these giant brass knuckle things, a fucking like wicked-looking axe. He's standing on some poor bastard that's been netted and probably stabbed to death. <sighs> yeah, and you, so this is going to be you know part of that TV game show. Well, they seem like they used to do that a lot yeah. with the posters, yeah, you know. Yeah. So this is um, sucky in with the old bait switch. I, tell, I said this is directed by Joe D'Amato, but the um, the 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 name on the actual film is Stephen Benson. I think he he might have used that a few times, kind of a a pseudonym. And apparently, was that when he was also a black butler? <laughs> yes, or a rich white guy. I liked that show when I was a kid, um, but. Uh, it also was written by Joe D'Amato. And then on IMDb, it says Aldo Florio. Although I have read that George Eastman helped write this script as well. And I also read that they both wrote it together under a shared pseudonym, Alex Carver, which I don't see that listed anywhere. But You should have a shared pseudonym. It would be like Zomaloaf. <laughs> Zomaloaf. <laughs> Nobody would be able to figure it out. Zomaloaf. Who's that guy? Um and it's, what's interesting, this is a... I feel really stupid today. Not quite Running Man double feature. <laughs> Uh, Stephen King also wrote Running Man under a pseudonym as well, so there's a there's a link between these two. <laughs> what was uh, that? What was that? Uh, Richard like, Bachman. Oh, Bachman. Yeah, B A C H M A N. He wrote that. He would write under that because, um, you know, he's such a prolific writer at the time that uh, it was kind of frowned upon to release more than one book a year. So, because people wouldn't take him seriously. So I he, thought maybe it was because, like, if the book sucked, then he could say it wasn't him, <laughs> and if it was good, then he could come out and say, "Oh, that was me." 
So he, I mean, he wrote he wrote a few books under Richard Bachman back in the late seventies and, and through the early eighties. So, yeah. well, um, when you get watching this, when you get to watching this one, you have a, you, I, I felt good about it. Um, you know, it starts off with the actual game show, and I and I, I love I love the setup for it. How they show all the fucking people getting you know getting ready, like fucking Al Cliver. What was his name in the movie? Um, Ron Shannon. Ron what a Shannon. shitty, shitty uh, futuristic hero name. Um, but painting like the the Kiss star under his <laughs> under his eyes. Yeah, eye. but I wonder if I wonder if that, I mean I wonder. I mean, I know we don't know the answer to this, but I wonder what his name was when it wasn't like dubbed. Oh, right, the Italian name. I don't yeah, know. probably like uh, I don't know, Dominic Danucci, the um, Dino Bravo, or something like stupid. Dino Bravo. <laughs> uh, George Eastman's given name was Luigi Montefiore. Yeah. 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 A name as long as his cack. Cack. And we did not see his cack in this movie. Um, I know. That's a disappointment. No, I have a question for you. I've heard so much about George Eastman's cock, but when I typed in a Google image search, even with safe search off, and I put in George Eastman's cock, George Eastman's dick, George Eastman nude, I can't find anything. So <laughs> maybe, what's the deal? Are you guys lying to me? Maybe, like, maybe like, type Luigi Montefiore cock. <laughs> wetting my appetite, if you will. Um, for George Eastman. The, uh, That'd be a burden to fucking have a giant cock. <laughs> at least be a celebrity and have one, right? Yeah, you know, because you know somebody's going to get you to show it at some point. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, there was a you get kind of a it, it's a nice like I said a nice setup. We get the uh, the game show happening. Um. And uh, Shannon, Ron Shannon is the um, he's, he's a, a he- king. Yeah, he's he is the king of this game show. Like he's played it like thirty five times, and obviously been successful because he hasn't died. Yeah. Um, and the setup's a little odd. It seems like it's going to be like one hero versus a group of hunters, um, which is a little different than the setup of the next one, and a little different of the setup of Running Man, which has a criminal or somebody being accused of a crime. And that's their that's part of their sentence is to play in the game, and um, the, at the at simultaneously you get a setup of a and this happens a lot in especially post apocalyptic movies but it's a total police state that has been formed and the the cops just ride around in what looks like the most advanced police van ever, which is <laughs> probably just like a Ford Aerostar with fucking cardboard body. It's got this big scoop on the front. It's, it is the squarest vehicle. I drive a Honda Element, and, <laughs> and that's pretty I, square. Yeah, yeah. I drive a toaster, and the, and mine's sleek next to this thing. But the the cops just go out in the streets, and they they're looking for mutants. And I'm get I was getting a total like Judge Dredd. I've been reading a lot of Dredd comics, but Judge you Dredd have that, been. flashback when you know when they talk about muties. Um, so the cops are constantly on the search for mutants. And, um, yeah, you know, that's the one thing. If the fucking, the X-Men, they're such whiny crybabies, they're, they're always like, oh, mutants are treated like shit. Well, Jesus Christ, they're treated fucking great. They live in a goddamn mansion and shit, trained in the danger room. <laughs> yeah. These fuckers are just like, you know, living out in shit city, getting chased by Judge Dredd, who tells them, you know, hey, quit fucking panhandling out here or I'll fucking arrest you. Yeah, you know what I noticed. Face. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to change in the comics that uh, that uh, Dread at first, if he would just fucking shoot someone, like that was the he, you know he's the judge, he's the jury. But 
it, as the comics have gone on, it's always just like arresting people now. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't, he hasn't like really killed anybody unless he's had to. So I wonder if that, that I guess that changes back. But um, now there was a really gross part when all these there's all these rats on a corpse that somebody's dragging away. But for some reason, all the rats looked like soaking wet. Yeah, they, they didn't want to give it up either. That guy was trying to shoo them away, and they were just like, <laughs> "Nope." I wonder what they had on there. The uh, it's funny. Uh-huh. It's, it's funny watching stuff like that. It's the, the weird places your mind goes. But the, I instantly thought, you know, it was some poor bastard's job to moisten the rats before this shot. Uh, lick them. <laughs> just right, um, Crispin Glover. <laughs> I said, Ron Shannon, best hunter ever. So badass, he paints his eye before leaving his shitty seventeen foot camper. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I, war paints one thing. Like if you watch, like I watched the Searchers and the goddamn Indian that was, you know, the badass motherfucker. Uh, you know, he had Indian war paint on. And it looked kind of cool. Yeah, but this shit looked kind of gay. It looked. It looked like Kiss. I mean, I don't want to say gay, but I mean, it, it, they didn't look, they uh, looked like Bowie or something like that. Yeah. Kiss looked way better. Than, I just saw Kiss the other night on, uh, I think, uh, whatever, who cares? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, and he uses, now, I have to question his, uh, his choice of uh, weapons, but he uses a fucking revolver and a whip. Yeah, and a knife. You get three weapons. And a knife. And you think. In a game like this, you'd want... I don't know. One dude has a machine gun. That makes sense. <laughs> you know? Spray spray a, spray a little area and uh, hope for the best. But, you know, with a revolver, you can only miss so many times. And a whip? Come on. I mean, what is a whip going to do? Knife kind of makes sense, I guess. Well, I think the whip is like he'll wing them with the revolver. Then he'll hold the knife to their throat while he ties them up. And then he whips their bare bottoms. <laughs> he chokes them slowly. He makes them... S- Gives him a little bit of air and then takes it away. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Eastman does look like a badass. He comes out and his name—he's got a much better future hunter name. I guess he's supposed to be a villain, but at times he would play the Ron Shannon role in the game show. He would be the hero. Um, he is Kurt Karnak, and which is a much cooler name. But he looked like a fucking badass, and you saw how tall he was right when they're introducing everybody. He is at least a head taller than everybody he's standing around. Which is pretty crazy, unless everybody was just like Stallone height. So, um, so the game starts. You know, I'm still feeling positive about the movie. <laughs> you know, they're they're fighting in alleyways, and this one bald dude that looked like uh, what was <laughs> I'm about to be, use the racist term again? Not Papa Shango. No, uh, um, I always say I always say Kunta Kente, the the guy that played James yeah. in, uh, yeah, in Good that was Times. Kunta Kente, Toby. He looked like he looked like Toby. Um, it you know, was that guy. Um, what the hell was that guy's name? But he w- w- the the name <laughs> the the role he played in Beastmaster. Yeah. Except he had a little bit of a ponytail. But this guy had a very similar look. I don't remember all of his weapons, but he did have one. John Amos. Fucking John Amos. There you go. This fucking four foot long mace, and this thing is pretty awesome looking. It's round on the end. It's got blades instead of uh, instead of spikes. But God, he just goes out like a bitch. He just swings yeah. it around like a goof. It's like, Bruh. well, that's the thing on this, you know. Right at the beginning, when they when they were having the initial fight with him against the with Shannon against the three guys, yeah, I was like, okay, this is taking off pretty cool and everything. But then, you know, he, I guess maybe it's kind of um, setting up his bona fide, bona fide, bona fides or whatever <laughs> as being the best because he fucking 
you know, it, he he's it shows he's tough because he has to fight him, and yeah. they get they get the best of him a little bit. But I mean, he pretty much dispatches of him. Yeah, you know, it, well, pretty, I didn't understand why this guy was just swinging around. What he could have jabbed with that mace and done a lot better. A lot yeah, better I mean, you got the reach. It's it's, long. A, it's a knife versus a four foot mace, <laughs> and he still yeah. he doesn't even get a nick in. Um, and then you get the dude with this good at martial arts, and he was pretty good. Except his go- his signature move was just kicking in the ribs repeatedly. He was just awful looking. <laughs> he had white like balloon pants and and like these gray boots. He looked um, he looked not the mo- he didn't look like the most masculine uh, dude in the world. Yeah, he had this weird like mushroom cut. It was kind of ugly. Oh, you know who he looked like? It would be like if they took the guy from um, Harold and Maude, and they said, okay, he's a karate <laughs> fighter, and they put him in like white fucking uh, parachute pants tucked inside of gray <laughs> boots. I was like, dude, man, that, like, ugh. and I, I mean, I don't know, whatever. So, and the, we get the, we get the showdown with, uh, you know, with Eastman and, uh, and Al Cliver, but this is where, this is the, the part, you know, they, they probably got to this point like, okay, how can we have them both not die? Spoiler alert. Neither one of them dies here at the beginning. And, um, what? <laughs> but Al Cliver gets the best of them, and Al apparently, Cliver. if you show mercy in the game, it gives you an advantage when you meet again. And I don't yeah, but they, they never state that. That's the thing, though. They never like said that. It was just like make up the rules as you go along. Well, yeah, because no, they never said at the beginning. You know, no, they it didn't. Was just to the death. Yeah, and then and all of a sudden, it's like Shannon is sparing his life. Hey, woo! You know. And that, that was pretty fun. They, you know, that was pretty funny how they're like plugging those that uh, protein drink or whatever constantly. Yeah, I like that. It was like Enzyme or whatever, one of those boner pills. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. That doesn't even make sense with the, you know, how it gives you an advantage if you show mercy in the game. Because what more advantage do you need if your opponent is not even alive anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, well, this is this is. Unfortunately, when this story stops and when the main story starts, um, Ron Ron Shannon Ron Shannon that just sounds like what's the fucking guy's name from uh, Anchorman? <laughs> uh, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> what's Ron that Ron Burgundy? Sort of the same hair. Up. <laughs> so he this was is, a shaggy looking guy. He this, was like a, a, a golden retriever kind of a guy. He didn't look mean. Yeah, it, he had it, no emotion. He always looked like his hair was gonna uh, was like like he had been sleeping and like and his all, hair all got clad in leather leather pants leather boots black black leather leather jacket. And so Laura Gimser comes in, and you know you've seen her like, like hiding around on the street. She's a mutant. She's telepathic, and um, she's trying to find a way out of the city. And I guess this is like Mega City One, where that's walled off or something. But she needs help getting out into whatever it is. I forgot what they called it, but the place that's not the city. Um, and she decides to. Uh, get the help from Ron Shannon because she sees him on TV. You know, everybody does. There's millions and millions of people watching this game show. Hey, Ron Shannon. And that's really where the story starts. So you just get them making up a team and leaving the city and uh, just goes on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know what it is. If it's, if it's, um, Steven Benson's direction, or if it's, I don't know, but something about it, because there's the, the, the film is not as good 
as it should be. It's not a sum of its parts because if you look at each individual thing, it looks like it should at least be bad good, but it's just really boring after the first little bit. Um, Speak for yourself, big boy. <laughs> well, you get you get like these cheap looking mutants. You get this big fat dude that you know he's like a he's like a medieval warrior. You get a lot tons of dirt bikes. Oh, that guys, big fat dude was just ridiculous. <laughs> he looked he like something out of a like okay if you had WWF or something like that, and then some shitty independent wrestling promotion would start up, and they just have like some guy that was big and fat and they called him like the <laughs> Kentucky hillbilly or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it just, he just looked, he didn't look mean at all. And he was supposed to be like really strong or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's he was just, nudity. Fat. He was just fat. There's <laughs> nudity. There's people wrecking on dirt bikes. There's fucking the, the final scene was pretty cool. Uh, there's explosions. I don't know, but something's lacking and I, I, I never could figure out what it was. You know, it ends up being more of a Mad Max style story of them like out in the uh, the dust the dusting wilderness as opposed to the game show. So I guess it's it has touches of Running Man. I, w- I wish it was more game show, but so you know, oh, and the loincloth gym. I almost forgot to mention that. Where <laughs> I don't know whose idea this was. He's when recruiting help. Uh, Ron Burgundy goes to um, goes to this gym. Every dude in there. This is where he finds Ninja. <laughs> What a stupid Ninja. name, Ninja. Yes, yeah. Just take Ninja. He's good. Um, so let's atta- let's test him. Everywhere he was just standing there. Yeah, everyone's. He just comes in. He pays his dues, but he doesn't ever talk. Um, everyone wears a loincloth. There's like these two. What twinks. would have been funny is if if when he said, "Well, you know, maybe we should test him." And okay, you, you, and you attack him. If those three guys would have just fucking beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Like he comes in there every day and just stands there in a pose, like he's meditating, and they just beat his ass. He's like, "Wait a minute, I don't know karate. I was just you know, doing yoga." Um, there's, there's there's twinks choking each other in the ring, which is pretty funny. Nothing wrong with that. And the the gym leader wears an eye patch, and he looked about as worthless as that karate guy from earlier. Now, I took a note, and I don't remember why, but I said leaving the city. Was there something notable about them leaving the city? Not that I remember. I have no idea why I wrote that. Um, Maybe you were thinking about leaving the city of... Uh, homophobia and prejudice <laughs> yeah um i wish the uh yeah and like, I, like i mentioned you get these the <laughs> i love the fucking science in this the you get these cheap fucking mutants like dead in the in the road when they're out driving and i don't remember when they did it but they recruited a scientist to travel with them as well so they're mm-hmm. they're kind of smuggling these the band of mutants outside the city uh, and um laura gimser is their leader is that a mutant that was a mutant in my throat. And um, I'm half frog, half uh, <laughs> loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, I love the cheap like you know this is after this is somebody that has seen Planet of the Apes, which most pe- people probably have. <laughs> the cheap like uh, like ape mutant the, makeup it looks it's just like, the nose and the mouth that they glued on <laughs> i mean come on you got to try a little harder than that the fish looked a little better there was for, for whatever reason if you weren't telepathic or telekinetic as a mutant in the future you look like a monkey or a fish <laughs> <laughs> i would i would pray i was a telepath and the fucking those monkeys you know the monkeys looked really bad but the fucking scientists with them explained it it's not, instead of evolution it's involution because <laughs> yeah. of the radiation or something. i don't know um yeah, then you have the the fat dude traveling with them as well. He he wears leather armor, 
and his signature move is to like pound guys on top of the head like Bluto. Yeah, yeah bonk. <laughs> and this, but his, every time he raises his arms to do it, his big fat gut comes out of his leather armor. <laughs> I feel for him. Uh, me too. Uh, mine's mine's hanging out of my yellow t-shirt right now. Never wear a shirt when you're home. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's uh, that's your time to let it breathe. I had to go out and get the mail. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I live around. I think I live around a lot more people than you do. Um, What's the temperature been like down there? Because I mean, shit, it was like freezing. Uh, it was like 32 or 34 degrees the other day. It was. It got cold, but it was. I mean, it's like mid 60s today. So. Oh, that's cold. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You wouldn't want to take your shirt off in the mid sixties. <laughs> you might get frostbite on your nipples. <laughs> on your nipples. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Whatever. With a <laughs> terrible. Um, and I can't believe the first nudity we see is when that the 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 fish Lord Humongous guy comes rolling in and <laughs> has his way. And well, no, that's not the first. He, the two chicks with him riding around in his dune buggy. Oh, that's are, true. Yeah. So one has some a of decent, them weren't in the best of shape. No, because one one had a decent looking rack. She was kind of leaning back. And she had she had some nice nice shape, but then you, you got up close and she realized she's wearing this big wide leather sash around her big gut. <laughs> 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 yeah. I know that trick from watching porn. And um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they have a C section scar, or something they'll always wear like a. Uh, a corset. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one has these fucking like awful fl- like floppy flapjacks. <laughs> so, oh. Flapjacks. Can you imagine like riding around in a dune buggy with floppy flapjacks? How they'd just be flucking. <laughs> 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 they'd be like flucking, <laughs> flopping her. <laughs> oh, and it's good. It's good to see that dirt bikes do survive they'd sound, like, better than it. They'd be like smack. Oh yeah, it'd be, it just. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sound? I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but you tits do get to see you get, lips blown in the breeze. You do get to see Gimzer's tits in a in a, a spoiler <laughs> alert, I guess, rape scene, which is really kind of it kind of bothered me <laughs> because she, what bothered me about it is that she's talking uh, telepathically to Ron she's, Burgundy, yeah. and he's like, "Is something wrong?" She's like, "No, I'm fine." And she's just this fish dude is like pawing all over, and it was kind of gross. Um, but oh, you do. Well, nah, I was just going to make a comment about something smelling like fish, but if you get fucked <laughs> by a fish, man, I, I don't think it would even, you know, they'd be like, eh, good. No. I wonder yeast what this. Oh, I got a yeast infection. I don't care. I'm a fish. <laughs> I wonder what their scales smelled, or what the, smelled like. I wonder what the scales, I said smells like. I wonder what the scales were made of. Uh, they look, because they're nice and shiny, they look pretty good. Um, something at the fabric store. But, yeah, probably. The uh, uh, It's pretty cheap. Tons of footage of dudes riding off the back of their dirt bikes. So if you're going to get shot in this movie on a dirt bike, you're just going to have to like, and you see dudes, you can go on YouTube and probably find videos of it where they've accelerated too fast and the fucking bike just out from underneath them. If you're going to ride a dirt bike too, you have to have a giant leather or a giant fur pelt. It's so funny though. I mean, I wonder how, how much, how, how much footage D'Amato and his guys got of dudes riding off the back of dirt bikes. They're like four hours later, like, okay, I, th- I think that'll be good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, something about it just doesn't add up. Although, you know, be I, I've seen a lot of post-apocalyptic movies and this has 
This has everything that most of them have. It's got the the shitty armored cars. It has dudes wearing, you know, like you said, fur pelts. It's got it's got uh, hand to hand weapons. It's got I don't know. This one even has fucking mutants, which not all of them have. Most of the time, his mutants are just have like a fucking booger on their face or something. But this time, they actually have powers and shit. But I don't know a booger on their face. Yeah, it's just you know on their cheek, little booger cheek. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, what, what did you think of it? Okay, I obviously liked it more than you did. <laughs> but I will say this: I watched the other one first, so this one to okay. me seemed like goddamn. Uh, the Expendables compared to the other one. Oh, you didn't uh, like the other one? I hated the fucking other one. Oh, we'll no. get to that. Slide. That's why I, what's your, <laughs> I took a lot of notes, but I didn't want to review it. Uh. Uh, I thought this one, if they would have, even with, okay, I wouldn't say the, the all of them the same actors, but say you had Al Cliver, mm-hmm. uh, Gemser, Eastman, and, you know, a couple other people, um, and put them in like a big budget with a good director, I mean, with the same story, this could have been, I just thought this was, I, I, even though that Al Cliver doesn't seem, didn't seem like he had a lot of, uh, charisma. Right. Right. Um, because he didn't really say that much or anything. I still thought he was pretty good and he ended up being, you know, I thought he was kind of cool. Eastman was of course cooler than everybody. I mean, just the way he dressed and everything. Uh, when he came out wearing his fucking black leather with that shotgun across his shoulder. Yeah. 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 Black boots, uh, you know, with his pants, black pants tucked in. He had a vest that had like a uh, etched kind of design up around the shoulders, which matched his little um, strange eye paint makeup. <laughs> um I was thinking that, that uh, well, Al Cliver was also in an, an Emmanuel movie, so he might have crawled all over What's-Her-Face mm-hmm. at one time or another. Forever Emmanuel. Um, but I thought this one was, I just, I don't know. I like the, the, uh, I liked the whole dynamic between Shannon and Karnak. Because even though they were adversaries, they had that mutual respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there were several times where... Um, Eastman, Eastman could have, you know, well, I mean, Shannon could have fucking killed Eastman and Karnak could have killed Shannon, but they had that respect. And then uh, Gordon Mitchell played the, um, the fucking, uh, the, 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 the cops in this looked, uh, well, I mean, he was just kind of an asshole. And yeah. I mean, you know, he was the typical government uh, soldier, you know, military guy asshole that was kind of behind a lot of the shit. But, um, the the one part where they went to the um, to the um, like was like a monastery and the blind monks. Oh, that was yeah, that was really cool too. Well, but the one thing about that that I thought was kind of fucked up was um, these monks were all supposed to be blind, and they looked like the typical monks like you would see in like a Satan worship movie with the big habits that cover up. You know, they're supposed to be blind, but all of a sudden, you know, they're like, "Well, wait a minute, this fucker can see. How can he see?" And uh, uh, Lilith or uh, Emmanuel said, uh, you know, they have a, a, a mutant that's a telepath and he's helping them see everything. Well, then when um, Shannon goes in to find this guy, basically the guy without 
them, they're completely blind, so they're almost they're just pretty much helpless. He finds a guy, and they have this poor mutant guy chained up, like as a like torturing him as a slave or whatever, making them work for him. And he just fucking kills the guy. He doesn't try and save him. Or anything. <laughs> he just takes a big axe or whatever and throws it and hits him in the fucking forehead, with it, which is kind of brutal because when it comes down when it when it comes come down to it, when it comes down to it, uh, I ain't got no education. Uh, Shannon really is kind of just like a mercenary him and uh him and uh karnak eastman um so they're and their whole gang is just doing this for the money uh so that maybe that's why you know he didn't give a shit he was just like you know hey fuck these people and the mutants were really looked down on and you know people treated talk to him like shit you know like stay in here because they're all pacifists because they they can see like what goes on in people's minds and what happens if you kill somebody they would actually experience it so none of them they're they're not into violence, which was kind of cool. I liked this one. I thought it was way better than the other one. Um, not as far as, but I mean, even if I, if you overlook the really low budget shit like the cars, they had this big van that just had a big turret on top of it. It just looked like a big black ring that the guy set in with a machine gun. If you overlook like that, how the the low budget stuff. I mean, like you said, it was kind of like Mad Max sort of a thing. Yeah, and yeah. and um, there were a few people like the big fat guy. He he was kind of a, you know, I don't know. I don't wonder what his name was because I, I didn't look him up, and I was kind of interested in, uh, you know, whatever. Who cares? But anyway. Um, no, I, I thought this was this one was pretty good. Al Cliver, he's a new hero of mine. Him and Eastman should have made like a a series of movies where they were yeah. kind of like adversaries or buddies. But it's too late now because they're old. True. He was born in fifty one in Alexandria, Egypt. That's strange. Oh. Um, Al not Cliver, not more exotic than Winston Salem, North Carolina. Yeah. Um. It would be like Al Cliver would be like if Loaf was the hero, and who would be George Eastman? I don't have any Eastmans in my life. Just George Eastman. <laughs> just George Eastman. Yeah, just George Eastman and you. So, but you have a little bit more charisma, which you've proved with your with your pictures that have been um, oh, used geez. and abused for about a month now. Seems like. <laughs> Anyway, but no, no, no. That's about all I have. I didn't, like I said, I didn't take a lot of notes on it. But um, I was so um, that first one, man. I was cussing you the whole fucking time I watched it. <laughs> I'm not shitting you one bit. I know we haven't even covered it yet, but this is kind of segueing a little bit. I was cussing you to the point. I mean, I could, I'd watch five minutes of it, and I'd be like, "Fuck this shit. This is so fucking awful." And so then when I watched this one, I was like. Hell, fuck me, and this one wasn't bad. <laughs> we can get into our ratings here. Now, um, now this one, didn't this one, I'm, I get, I'm getting confused because I wanted to say this earlier and I stopped myself because I thought maybe I was thinking of the other one. This one had the soldiers that were kind of looked like Nazis with the Nazi helmets yes, and, the, yes. and the all black. So that was kind well, of cool. Well, were, both of them nasty. did. Like there was, yeah. there was a very you know SS-looking leader in both of them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um. I, I like this one okay. I, you know, for some, I don't know. I just wish it worked better. Well, I, mean, me, you, I mean, fuck. It's no, 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 I know. Listen, I love post-apocalyptic movies. <laughs> I've seen a lot of them. And usually I'm just like, yeah, you know, even what, it doesn't matter how shitty it looks. I just love this kind of stuff. Something just about this this time just didn't work for me. Like the pacing or something was off. But, I mean, I'd still, I'd still give it a 6 out of 10. I mean, it's solid for me. 
Um, yeah. I, 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 I give it about the same rating. Six out of ten is good. Okay. Um, you know, I, 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 I liked it. That's what when you were saying how, you know, you were kind of like, I'm like, well, shit, man, I thought it was all right. A lot of the time, post-apocalyptic movies for me, though, can be like, like eights. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's take a break and come back and review Zom's new favorite movie, uh, <laughs> New Gladiators. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the Internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily... Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves going to ask you to smell your armpits the right or the left that's the smell of failure failure smells like dove mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent kind of makes me think of candy canes your resentment is delicious visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the itunes store that's gleecast with a k part of the palaver.com family that's p-a-l-a-v-r.com boy the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards we're working on that let me tell you about the snakes the fakes the lies the highs and all of these industry shingdings when you see the pretty girls in the high animated world Take it for a rapper with all the dough If you take a shit, they want to know And if you're gonna fall, they won't be around, y'all So you still wanna do the show business And you think that you got what it takes I mean, you really gotta rap and be all that And prepare yourself for the breaks Check it out Do you wanna be in the business? The business! Alright, time for... New Gladiators. Directed by Lucio Fulci, also from 1984. Funny that this is our second uh, second Fulci film, yet we still haven't done a horror movie, which he's kind of known for. Um, in 2072 Rome, Italy, the ruthless CEO of a TV network plots to stage a modern series of gladiator games for ratings, while one contestant, cont- or as they wrote on the on IMDb, as while one contestant learns of a conspiracy behind the true nature of the results. Uh, this is starring Jared Martin, Fred the Hammer Williamson. Um, Al Cliver makes an appearance, as we mentioned, as does uh, Ninja Hal Yamanuchi, although he's playing Akira in this one. And apparently Fulci appears in here somewhere, but I don't know exactly where it was. So. Zom, we've gotten a little little taste already. <laughs> what did you think of spending $3.99 on Amazon to rent? I didn't even think about New that. Gladiators. So now that you're just saying that really actually is making me even more pissed off. <laughs> Uh, that I actually paid for this motherfucker um, because um, we thought we had this one, but we didn't, and uh, so it's I it was born. I had this DVD, honestly. A mad dash at like the last fucking second <sighs> to fucking get this to watch it. Uh, I probably could have just not watched it if somebody would have just told me. I don't know. You have to you have to experience it, I guess, to to to. Uh, to know whether you're going to like it or not, but um, yeah, okay. Uh, I took notes too. This one's definitely uh, more Running Man. We'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, D- Jared Martin. Uh, I knew well, this chair is so squeaky. Um, 
Uh-huh. Jared Martin. <laughs> um, um, he, I knew I knew him from something. He was in a lot of TV shows, a lot of TV shows in the seventies, like Six Million Dollar Man. Just as uh, not as like a, the main a main character, but he was just all over everything. He was always a guest person. Uh, he was on Dallas uh, with Larry Hagman. Uh, of course, now this uh, w- one of the selling points of this was is that it had the hammer, and uh, you know the hammer is uh, you know he's he's always he always brings it. He's well, got an uber he wide mustache it. in this one. Ugh. His mustache goes all the way to his fucking like cheekbones. Yeah, it just it didn't uh, it didn't uh, save the the, uh, the <laughs> thing. Um, now um, you had some some uh, apparently Drake, who is Jared Martin is much like Al Cliver in the first one. He is the king of this uh, this kind of motocross uh, deathmatch kind of a shit um, where they these guys on dirt bikes just kind of like ride towards each other and f- chase each other and flip each other around on TV. Joust and shit. They joust and shit and stuff. Um, there was one scene where... Um, a motorcycle kind of drives straight into a wall and explodes, and the obviousness <laughs> of the dummy that was riding it. Oh, you know, it, was awesome. uh, it was pretty. That was pretty funny. Um, this movie, like, uh, it was just so fucking awful. It was just horrible. Um, now, uh, let me let me do my notes, and then I'll okay. then I'll just talk about the okay. Uh, there, there were several women in this that had a hairstyle that this girl, one of the last girls that I dated, had, which I hated. It's Uh-oh. like a helmet head. It's like a fucking kind of a. Now, now we've no, now we know what the true meaning uh, that, behind your hatred of this is. As soon as I don't you know associated the two, yeah, it's like this girl. The the she had a friend who went and got that helmet fucking head haircut. So then she decided to get the helmet head haircut. Thus, she is not my girlfriend anymore. Um, and she's getting well, whatever. I don't want to go back into that. Um, <laughs> there was a, a scene that um, where they were showing several different. Uh, well, basically, what it was is the people. That, it's all about ratings, and so they're trying to come up with different um, different scenarios or different kind of game show life and death violent game shows that uh, so they could get more ratings. They showed some of the other ones. They showed the motorcycle one, which was just, it was almost just like watching a low budget stunt show where a whole bunch of people on motorcycles are jumping over jumps and riding towards each other and shit. Um, uh, and a lot of them have some really, really horrible um, costumes on that look really cheesy and really shitty. Um, they had one show that was kind of like a pit, uh, the, the, scenario that they were showing from the show was like the pit and the pendulum mm-hmm. where a woman's tied to a table and this big um, uh, axe like pendulum thing is swinging back and forth towards her throat and and they, they explain about what that show is is um, that the people are in another room and they're or, well they're like wired this like electrodes wired into their brain and they're having this uh, scenario played in their brain where they're laying on a table almost like a dream and they have to kind of try and survive or go as long as they can in the in the dream or something like that. But the ratings are kind of down because it was pretty gruesome when the thing 
you know, cut the woman's throat. But then that they was, show that was a definitely definite uh, Fulci touch there when it yeah kind of dug through her throat. That was a, something that he's. But they said tell. you know that um, people people knew that that uh, it wasn't real and that people weren't actually getting killed. So they wanted to kind of up the ante and come up with a new show. Um, they had several occasions where they would show the city that, that, that all this is taking place in, which was kind of like a really super-duper low-budget Blade Runner city where they would just kind of show. It almost looked like it was animated or something. It was probably models. It was, yeah, well, I, I, I kind of like that. I, for some reason, I like the it – was, it was a miniature of future Rome that was panning across. I thought it looked kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, you could tell it was a miniature, but – yeah. Um, Let's see. Beep, 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 beep. I put D grade Blade Runner city. Uh, now they get some the uh, condemned criminals to be in this, so it was kind of like a Running Man. Uh, and Drake, who is the the hero and the you know superstar motorcycle um, American Gladiator kind of guy. Well, they kind of set him up, uh, and his woman is at home, and she. She uh, keeps getting this uh, like it's like a burglar alarm, but it tells you. It says, you know, you know, the door has been breached. You know, there are people in the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's three weirdo guys, and you know, Drake comes home to see her, which would I thought it would be if it would have been better because he he's standing outside with like some roses or something and walking towards his house. And there's this big glass window, and she's got her hands up on the window. And as she kind of drops down, there's blood all over her hands. I thought it would have been better if she would have come home, or if he would have come home, and it would have been like um, when Fastbender was in shame. <laughs> the girl had her hands against the window, and the guys behind her just fucking the shit out of her. That would have been better. Um, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Um, so it's kind of like a setup, and they, they say, well, you know, you murdered these people or whatever. So they put him in prison and uh, just, to, just to get him on this show. Uh, and he's in there with, they, they introduce you to all the other crims, uh, which Fred the hammer and, and some of these other guys that, uh, Al Cliver and Ninja. Yeah. And they're, and they're going to, they're, you know, they kind of try and act like an asshole to women. One guy, I don't know if he was supposed to be super strong in this box was supposed to weigh like 500 pounds or something, but he just shoves it at him and it slides across the floor. And like any, like an old man could have just stepped out of the way <laughs> and they, they kind of showed their skills and Fred the hammer. He wears this big, like a uh, kind of padded cod piece thing on his cock and his uh, shoulders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, I put red, small, titty, no bra. That was his... Is that his wife? The one on, on the window? I can't remember. But there, well, I, mean, I think that might have been... I think that was his wife. I think that was when she came out. She didn't have a bra on, and she was kind of walking through their apartment or house or whatever, and she didn't have a bra on. She had red hair. So red, small, titty, no bra. Um, <laughs> the, the guys that broke into the house, they were like doing this this... I get. I think it was supposed to be creepy to unnerve her, and they were whistling, which I, it really kind of looked stupid. And they were really kind of. I, I, I kind of liked. I liked the style of that scene. Um, you had these guys like in a circle, and they're all whistling the same song. They're all wearing suits. They're all very handsome, and uh, you know, I thought that was a cool. It, it was a very. It was that was a horrific scene. Like that was that had a feel of a horror movie. <laughs> Uh, 
Okay, uh, Dre, I, I got Cortez is um, the guy that kind of is the mastermind behind all this shit. If he was uh, in the X-Men, who was the, I can't remember, or the villain in the, uh, the arcade uh, guy. He was like, ran the, the crazy circus that he would put the X-Men in. And oh, try I don't and, remember him. Um, he was sort of like that guy. And uh, Drake, he's trying to get Drake to, to join up. And Drake's like, Cortez, go to hell. And he says... I would if I thought it would raise my ratings. So I mean, that that kind of gives you. That was a cool line. Yeah, yeah I wrote that down um, too. They had some cheesy fucking uh, stun stick laser thingies. Like the, it was like animation. <laughs> it looked like it looked like when they would zap somebody with those things. It looked like somebody had taken the film with like a sharpie and like <laughs> like yeah, colored just, all over it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, it, now they could have just all they had to do was just put one little line coming out and it, made the person stunned but instead it's like fucking like white explosion all around them i thought that was pretty funny it's pretty horrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, uh, and it's not horrible in the other one with a fucking cardboard uh armor on a van or you it was know. just a better fucking story and movie i don't know you know <laughs> i just thought the characters were better or something um Cortez wears a kind of a leather uh, bison from Street Fighter uniform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like an SS uniform, sort of. So kind of like a fascist society that they live in, kind of like what we live in today. Uh, not quite that, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the hammer, one thing, another thing that takes me out of it with the hammer is uh, he has an Olivia Newton-John headband from Let's Get Physical. Uh, <laughs> the video. role of headband. Yeah, it just looked really meh. Um uh, uh, one thing that really fucking I hated, I mean I hated, is when they had fights. They would play. They would have the strobe light going, and it just looked so horrible. I, th- I don't know what effect they were going for. It was just so awful looking. Um, they were trying to and, test them. They were. They were. They were it was horrible. Uh, I, my my notes say strobe fight, and then right under it is this sucks. My, uh, mine was the hammer strobe baton man. They tried to, they tried to kind of uh, do a um, kind of a brainwashing thing on Drake to get him to uh, to uh, admit that he killed these guys or to get his blood up so that he would so he would uh, you know kill him. It's kind of like. Uh, how they did uh, Warren Beatty and Parallax View, they and uh, he just kept saying, "I didn't kill them. I didn't kill them. I didn't kill them. I didn't kill them. I didn't kill them." Over and over and over, and then uh, at the end, they shut the thing off, and uh, they bite or not Bison. I call him Bison. Cortez is like, "Yeah, hey, Bison's fine." I called the other guy Ron Burgundy the whole. <laughs> he goes and talks to the guy. He's like, "Well, how come this didn't work?" And he says, "Drake won't kill," and he said it with about as much. Uh, uh, as much charisma as God is dead. Uh, <laughs> now, my next note is this is awful. Uh, Ken Doll has, they had a, a, a guy that they kind of like had like acid or something on him. And basically, what it looked like was they took a mannequin or that looked like a Ken Doll and they poured acid on its face. And I put Kendall Alka Seltzer acid nose, and oh, the acid starts coming out of his mouth and nose. I think and that was when they uh, they shot a dude in the face with a laser, and yeah. then his face started melting. <laughs> that yeah. was, I thought that was pretty cool too. <laughs> it was really cheesy. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. It was really, really cheesy. It, it ate it down to a skull, um, a blackened skull. Now they had a one. They had one thing where they they um, 
hung all the uh, Drake and Abdul, who was Fred the Hammer, and uh, several of the other guys, which I really don't care what their names are. Um, they had them hanging from like a, a chin-up bar, and whoever dropped first would the, the floor was electrified. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Um, and uh, Al Cliver, you know, he he, uh, <laughs> he couldn't hang on. <laughs> and they're like, "Come on!" So that that built it because they all hated each other, and they all were kind of picking on Drake, even because they're all criminals and everything. But then they had to show kind of some uh, some empathy and some solidarity. So solidarity, and they started becoming. It was like Shawshank. Sort of, uh, without the uh, Cliver didn't get, uh, or I mean, uh, Drake didn't get butt fucked by the sisters. Uh, <laughs> which, that would have been made it better. Um, let's see, <laughs> I've seen better fights at medieval times in Myrtle Beach. Uh, <laughs> okay, now they had some um, some um, motorcycle stuff going on here that uh, that they look like Rick James. It was like from a Rick James video. The motorcycles were had sidecars, and they had these big metal, gl- like a really glitzy metal, shiny thingies and armor mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't too bad. They looked stupid as hell, though. Yeah. Um, there was one guy that was getting dragged behind a motorcycle, and they shot him with like a flamethrower. He was on fire, and they just burned him up. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> got to see some more dummy action, which was you know it's always good to see the dummies to point them out, uh, getting run over. And then they had some laser guns. They usually had those laser shock stick things, mm-hmm. but they had these laser guns too, which were pretty unimpressive. They looked like something from Space 1999 or <laughs> the old, um, the old uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, okay. This oh, that guy Monk. I thought he was just fucking horrible. Uh, he had the fucking eyeball thingies, and he was a jerk. And he was he was he was kind of like the if they had a show where they had like a the retarded guy that everybody that was always lovable, but then he ended up being a dickhead. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I don't know. You he, know was, he was he was in the other movie too. He was in Emmanuel, The Last Cannibals too. He was in. And, he was. Yep. He was named Black One in, <laughs> in the other movie. Shit, man. He was in a lot of stuff. Um, so anyway. Um, oh wait, this is something different. This is another Al Cliver movie called Anno Twenty Twenty Ig Gladiatori. Is this the same thing? I'm really confused. Yeah, it had a lot of names. Oh my god, this 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 has to be different. It's called. It's not Endgame, but it stars Al Cliver. It also has Hal Yamaguchi. It's also from 1984. It's also written by George East. Maybe this is just two different entries on IMDb for the same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm really I was confused. What the one was? I posted a picture, and it's Al Cliver um, on our web page, and he's sh- like shooting a shotgun. It looks like he's a. Uh, that I think that's that's like one of those cannibal movies, or not cannibal zombie, some kind of zombie movie. Because I remember seeing the picture before, but he looks actually pretty cool. He's got pillow um, hair in that one too. Yeah, he's got a thick head of hair, man. I I envy that hair, <laughs> hair like that. Uh, but anyway, this one uh, I just fucking hated it. I hated everything about it. I fucking, oh. I mean, I thought this was just fucking god fucking awful. I couldn't. I mean, it it was a chore to to watch more than ten minutes of it without fucking <laughs> it and going to take a shit, <laughs> you get a sandwich, anything. It probably and, and I wanted to leave it running because I wanted. I knew every time I paused it, it was just going to make it take longer. I hated this fucking movie. 
<laughs> I mean, I really did. I thought I was. I was like, "Why the fuck? This is just ugh." Okay, well, so, anyway, whatever. I like this one better. Um, and I and what it might come down to is the the style of it and the. Uh, I guess tolerance the, for poop. I guess the budget. Well, maybe. Um, the um, you know, like I, I did like the the all the dirt bikes in this movie, and there are a lot again. Um, dirt bikes must have just been cheap back in the seventies and eighties in Italy. Um, They're but, pretty cheap everywhere, I think. Okay, back, like five hundred bucks or something. Those are KTM's, which is a pretty, they're pretty famous for dirt bikes even now, enduros and stuff. The, uh, but they, they're gold painted. They're painted gold in this one, so uh, you know, <laughs> upgrade, Daddyo. It's um, German, uh, German motorcycle. I'm pretty sure. I did. I did appreciate how a, a lot of the future technology looked out of date for the '60s, much less the '80s. <laughs> but some of the scenery looked pretty good, like in the TV station. Like the hallways and stuff, it looked like fucking Star Wars and shit at times. I thought it looked pretty good at times. Um, and that's that's a that's more of an indictment of Star Wars than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, tons of lens flare and soft focus, which is a, a Fulci trademark, I think. But uh, and I, yeah, I don't you know, mind the lens flare. You know, everybody busted uh, Star Trek's balls for lens flare. I yeah, you know, I didn't bother me at all. I kind of liked it. Yeah, and Hammer Stash was hilarious, but. I don't know. Like I did, like I did like the scene. I, I did like the home invasion scene. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was well, well shot. Um, I, I enjoyed Fulci's ca- the way he moved the camera a lot of the time. There's a there's a scene in particular when Drake. Um, they have this laser disintegrator door thing um, that the um, that Bison has to turn off with this like disc in his palm, but he and. It, 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 he doesn't have time to reactivate it, and Drake runs through and like kicks the shit out of these guards in this red room. And the, what that fight scene was pretty well. It was I like the way it was filmed because you would see Drake like spin around and do a backhand, and then the camera would spin around and show like somebody receiving it. That was pretty well done. Um, I have the quote: "Okay, Raven, now I want you to zap me with your magic stick." Uh, <laughs> mm. um, oh, now the bikes have aluminum foil wings. Uh, because of the higher budget TV show, so that was it. And that that final that final battle, the the actual gladiator show, was Battle of the Damned. Um, you get the most ridiculous costumes in the entire movie. The uh, all the guys are wearing these padded like Euro motorcycle jumpsuits with their name like diagonally across their back, yeah. and uh, they they had these chromed motorcycle helmets with this like I guess. I guess you could just describe it as a gladiator fin, probably just glued on top of it. Uh, the um, but the ar- the armor on the front of the chariots themselves. The chariots are basically just another dirt bike with a fucking like sidecar with thing. a rickety sidecar. Um, those those things look so ridiculous. Yeah the 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 armor on the front of it reminded me. I had total nostalgia when I saw it because the texture on it reminded me of this sword and shield helmet set like play set thing I had when I was a kid it was like a plastic sword and shield and I fucking I loved the sword in particular it had a gold like it, it you know it was a gray sword but it had this gold like I don't know what the thing is that brought, that guards your hand the like crossbar on a sword um, but the the texture on it looked exactly like the armor on the front of the chariots but um, the, the, the I like the, I wrote down the quote take a look at these contestants because for these men violent death is just seconds away <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. The uh I uh you shut up. I, I laughed when uh <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I laughed when the one dude on the starting line of the chariot race accelerated too fast and he wheelies in, into the poor guy next to him. <laughs> yeah, I wonder I, if that was uh, if that was planned. I don't think I that was. And I felt sorry for the stuntmen because those fucking cycle chariots look so unsafe. It's like as soon as they accelerate at all, the fucking things want to tip over, especially when there's nobody in the side of them. Um, and then my my last note is dragged by net and then flamed, which I got a good laugh out of too. <laughs> Insult to injury. The dude gets caught. Um, Sammy would have loved it. Uh, gets caught, confounded by the net, except he's dr- being drugged behind the motorcycle. And then the dude with the flame flare is like, "Ah, fuck him!" <laughs> you know, totally blows Fire. him away. Pretty funny. But um, what was that movie? The one we watched last week where the guy's like, "Fire! He's on fire! Fire! He's on fire!" <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, Samurai Cop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of sad you didn't like this one as much. I, oh, I like this because it. it's more. It's not of a, that I didn't like it. I fucking hated it. I, know. I hated it. I like the other one. This is this one definitely definitely is more like Running Man. Um, this uh, just proves that we're not like the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema where we agree on everything. Did you? you know, you know did how you they like agree Running on, Man? Like, Do you like Running Man? I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember liking it when it was out when it came out because I was you know young young guy richard dawson you know he was cool yeah i mean and uh who was the was it jim brown jesse body jim brown and uh oh yafet koto yeah i don't know i mean this you know cortez doesn't have the uh the charisma that a uh that richard dawson has as the game show host or as yeah. the producer or whatever but you know i like i, I yeah i like this movie all right i thought it was pretty yeah. good yeah uh we can get to our ratings one one? I hated it. No. I didn't think there was any. I mean, I literally, I hated this fucking movie. There wasn't anything in it that I liked. Mm. Not at all. Even and I, and that surprises me because I like the hammer, and I didn't even like him in this. I thought he sucked. It was just awful, man. It was just a yeah, the, fucking brutal. The hammer wasn't properly used. To, like he definitely wasn't like. He was really more just a side character. I don't honestly. They should have made him the fucking star. Yeah, I don't even remember honestly what happened to him by the end. So, and then um, when they when they use that strobe shit, it just fucking any kind of fighting and stuff. It made it look so you couldn't. I don't know. It just was fucking badly done. It was and and not in not in a good way at all. And another uh, another wow. another thing I appreciated about it is that that Fulci's finger fingerprints were all over it, and I, I you know. That's a it's a nice effect for me. I just like I like the way he films things. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, you know, the story could have been better, but it, it was fine for what it was for me. Um, I give it a six point five. Um, liked it better than the last one. Not great, but it's worth checking out. In my opinion, not Zombs. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's take a break and come back and do some feedback and wrap up because I'm gonna go go to sleep again. Uh, we'll be right back. In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. You got to play the game by the same old rules. 
fucking picture of Sammy with that fake mustache is... <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's very nice. I like he, it. He is a jokester. He's very funny. <laughs> Look at all those white hairs in his goatee. That's Wait. I wonder how many there are. Holy shit. Future War is the Robert Zadar cyborg movie. He looks like fucking fat Darth Vader. Oh, God, he looks terrible. Okay. Or fat Darth Vader. <sighs> Time for some feedback. Feedback! Okay. We got some voicemails. Boo. Boo. What? 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 First, voicemail. Hello, silver and gold. This is Jake McLaurin Huge. Never heard of him. And it is 7 o'clock in the evening on Saturday the 6th. I don't even know. Driving down I-71 South and home. It's a long day with my lady, uh, Princess... What is it? What is your nickname? Nurse in the aisle, too. Nurse, get it right, bitch. I am, I am right home. Nurse Did she Cinderella say get it right, too. bitch? She is <laughs> after a long day of shopping. And hot dogs in her mouth. And hot dogs in, 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 in my mouth and her mouth mm, at the same time. Um, you know, I figured, you know, since Justin gets to call in and talk about horrible, horrible things that he's done to his brain into his emotional maturity. I, I figure it's only fair in the spirit of the show, Silver and Gold, that, you know, I get to call in to talk about the atrocities that I am doing to my uh, digestive tract <laughs> and um, just my body in general. Well, today we went up to Columbus, uh, the uh, home of the Buckeyes, and we went to a place called Dirty Franks. And at Dirty Franks, we had hot dogs. Is that the place with the glory hole? um, A doginator, which is a hot dog with mm, shredded cheddar cheese. Uh, The hot dog is wrapped in bacon. So you got a hot dog wrapped in bacon. That's some cheddar cheese, um, uh, barbecue sauce, two onion rings. And We're listening to a man who is committing suicide. Um, <laughs> and it was delicious. Um, I also had a something something popper. It was basically another hot dog. <laughs> a something something popper. Um, and it has it, it was. He should do this at Studio Fifty Four. A, a cheddar cream cheese, which is like all melty and stuff, and that was amazing. But on top of that, it had shavings of bacon, like bacon bits, along with jalapeno. And these weren't your daisy, you know, pickled jalapenos. These were real deal jalapenos that I had scraping off because I'm a big wimp. And then uh, Nurse Cinderella Poo, uh, she got a soul dog, a soul dog. And that had uh, kimchi on it. Uh, she had hers as a Polish sausage. Stephen so Barty? She prefers the Polish sausage. Um, and that had kimchi and mayonnaise and sriracha sauce, the cock sauce, if you will. Was there anything else on it? Cock sauce? That's it. Yeah, yeah we had so. all that, and we it's washed it down with some pumpkin cider because it's, mm. it's October, and it's um, we're going pumpkin crazy. Mm. Somebody said pumpkin! 
<laughs> Say something about Bob Crazy. Say something about Bob Crazy. So, yes, yeah, it was a good day. Columbus, Ohio, going solid. Tater tots topped with um, cheddar cheese and chili. And uh, we had three different hot dogs that we shoved down our gullets. Um, I'm driving is that like home, gullets? Um, is that a butthole? Feeling a little, you know, less respected by myself. And uh, you're uh, <laughs> drowning your sorrows by sleeping the entire time. So I'm going to go home, pop us some popcorn. Watch the movie Jesus. and um, I don't know. Hopefully, forget that we've been listening to Silver and Gold this entire time. Oh, God. Yeah, the I mean, worst. it's uh, you guys got a good show, but uh, this past couple of weeks, it's done nothing. Something missing. But uh, yeah, Something I'll uh, I'll see you guys later. What is it? No, no, Jake, no Yuri. Well, you know, can't always get what you want. No. You can't. But if you try sometimes. How the hell was he not just shitting himself while driving? Jesus. Next. Hey, my fucking stomach hurt just fucking listening to him talk about that shit. I'm getting hungry. Next yeah. voicemail. Who in the hell do you two think you are? How dare you have Stone Cold Steve Austin calling in on your program to slander me? I'm Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Damn it. I'm glad he said who he was. <laughs> I had to pause it for a minute. Oh, boy. All the signs of grapefruit. They don't want to miss me. And don't you sit there, Dr. Tom, and try to say that Stone Cold called in and arrested you, and he just turned down, that he turned his attention towards me. I know what this is. I've been working at professional wrestling for long enough to know that this is a double cross. You're just trying... You're working in shows with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what this is. All right? You're just trying to catch me off guard. You want to win my trust, so I think that you're on my side and Stone Cold is against us, but I know he's not. Because you're not me, Dr. Zom, or Piccolo, for that matter. I'm a millionaire. I'm the owner of World Wrestling Entertainment. All right? I am the chairman the board. I am better than God. What? That's a lie. Don't believe in God. And if that's the case, why don't you two convert to McMahonism? That's right, folks. McMahonism. McMahonism beat God. And Can you play uh, Jake's hot dog? Back back again. <laughs> All right. So why don't you convert? You know what? I think you two are right. I think you... I think... Stone Cold is out to get us because he knows you're converting to McMahonism. And he, he he doesn't even have a religion. His religion is off the 316, and it makes me sick. All right? He still comes on my show, drowns beer on my employees, it stutters on my employees, and thinks that they can just get away with it because he's a Texas rattlesnake. It's okay for Dwayne The Rock Johnson to join my show. And like a smack it down on everybody's candy asses because I call I call for him to come. All right, because he is better than Stone Cold, and he knows it. Stone Cold got lucky but at WrestleMania 15. All right, and I, I, I want to forget about WrestleMania 17. I'm sorry, Rock, but it's okay. So WrestleMania 19 and your third outing with Stone Cold, you finally beat the man, and you didn't even need my help. And let's forget about the Hulkamania match that night. That didn't happen. I beat Hulk Hogan. This voicemail's about halfway over. 
Oh, I wasn't paying attention. operation. That is uh, somebody's backyard. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little senile in my old age. Dr. Tom Bigelow, I'd like to welcome you. I am hiring you. I would like to welcome you to the World Wrestling Entertainment as ambassadors of McMahon. He is getting a little bit senile as old age. He forgot that he already started fucking the feet back an hour ago. I've been doing my background information on the Silver and Gold show for the past couple of months because I knew that it was infuriating you. It's only infuriated me for a week, you damn it, you son of a bitch. Austin, who probably did too. Austin called in last week and was trash talking me. Well, that was Mr. Bentley let me say that Hogan did call in much, much earlier when the gentleman reviewed New Old Spar in our very first episode, and in the second and third episode, Hogan decided to come in and call and spat off Oakmania. See, I've done my research in the past week. I said my, I've listened to every single episode. And last week, because people like John Cena have de- demolished people power, and I am now sitting on my uh, in my sorry, in my home resting, so I had nothing better to Remember do. Remember those almonds so that I, I didn't I eat during the show? Time. <laughs> and what I wanted to say, Vince, is no mis- disrespect, Mr. McMahon. I am sorry, it's Mr. McMahon. No disrespect, but Mr. Zom and Mr. Lowe are not good representatives <laughs> for the WWE universe. You know what? I'm starting to feel feverish again. You're a good yes man. Dr. Tom Piccolo. Yeah. You are no longer working for the World Wrestling Federation. WWE, sir. What? It's it's World Wrestling Entertainment. Remember, we we lost the World Wildlife Fund 10 years ago? Oh, that's right. Those damn pandas. They're fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the end. Nice. <laughs> Good job, Justin. I mean, uh, Vince McMahon. I mean, Vince and, uh Who was the other person? Uh, Mr. Bentley from the Jeffersons. Okay, Senior Master Justin there was around, too. Apparently, I couldn't even finish my name without getting Oh. Uh, 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 boo, what? Part, so, so you're probably all just thinking this guy's crazy. Or than he actually is. What? No, no, anyway, you never. I to call him. That was Samurai Cop. Now, I've been meaning to see this film for a while now, a long, long time. Just always alluded to me. Just, you know, it just got away from me. It, it, it's one of those things, you know. It's one of those things. Uh, so since you guys were covering it on the silver and gold, Daddy O, I decided to uh, catch a copy. That play was one sitting right on YouTube for me. So I decided to watch Samurai Cop, and I had a lot of fun with it. And it's to the point where, though I have no issues with people calling it so bad, it's good. I almost don't want to classify it as that, because for me, as I mentioned in the past, it would be a fun failure, and though this film it definitely has its failures, its downfalls, I do think that the director, whose name is in my mind right now, and everybody, well, director at least, uh, knew, and some of the actors, knew what kind of film they were making, and I think it made it enjoyable camp, knowing it was going to be, you know, yes, there's still some shit upon it, like, and there is some unintentional hilarity, like the line delivery, they just sucked. Um, that was, you know, the actor's fault. Uh, and I am confused about Ladar being Asian or whatever. But, you know, what? it's all in good fun. I love fun with this movie. I love the scene in the hospital where that, the nurse is talking to him and that little expression that I think was Matt Hannon. Was the actor saying Matt Hannon? The one that did the, ooh, kind of look face. Uh, 
I just want to say I enjoyed it. I'm glad you both enjoyed it, especially Dr. Zahn, because I have not seen Hollywood Cop. Actually, if I'm correct, I think it's the first film as directors that I've seen. So when you were really trashing that film, which sounded you know, you know similar in tone to Samurai Cop, I was very afraid you weren't going to like Samurai Cop, and you kind of alluded to the fact that you didn't. And when you first started reviewing, I thought that was the case, but I could kind of tell that you had fun with this. And enough that I didn't think you would still give this much of a positive rating, but say something maybe around a five or so and said, but it's okay. But we gave it a bit higher than that, and I'm, I'm pleased with that. So uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, I still haven't seen Dread. I have a bad time by uh, the time I you know, get everything you know, in order and go out to see it. You know, schedule's all over the place. It'll probably be out of theaters. And when it's the cheap theater, I won't be near there anymore. And it's a track down there. I'll see it when I see it. Hopefully the theater around me. Won't have to push it out for something. It'll be here for another week or two. I strongly feel like getting rid of it this week, so I might just have to wait for the DVD Go or see other it. means. Probably DVD. Because I might just buy it. Even if I don't see it in 3D, dummy. I to buy without <laughs> previous, just because I feel bad that it tanked. I didn't think it was going to do great or anything. Uh, but I was thinking it was starting to get some good buzz and actually good reviews from critics. So I thought, you know what? Maybe people will want to see it. Maybe it should just held off a little bit. Now I'm starting to think that maybe since it was in the middle of September, which is you know a dead zone in theaters mostly, and didn't have the greatest of promotion, I thought it did all right with its promotion. And obviously the stigma is a drug film, but I think it was just timing. So I think if they would have Cappuccino. released it maybe this month, not there's a little bit in the bottom more promotion. Uh, it might have worked because people would have been off of all the big summer blockbusters. People were still catching up probably on Dark Knight Rises and possibly Expendables 2. I think they would have been better off just holding off and releasing it a little later. But I guess it's going to be hard to maybe release this because it was a gamble in the warehouse. So I'm hoping its DVD sales do well. Or I could just hate it and not and be glad. So I I'm Charlize's hate little it. Everybody has you know, been enjoying it. Space it's, 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 it's I know. Tight. So, good show. Look forward to the next show <clears> and the show after that. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know somebody mentioned doing the first two Blade films. Since you guys don't really aren't really into the horror, and last year you did your action horror of Maniac Cop and Silent Rage, which I said episode I have a poster of that film. Um, I was going to suggest, and I think I messaged it on the Facebook board, if you guys don't have anything planned already, why not do the first two Blade films, because they're action-y type horrors, uh, for the Halloween episode this year. Um, I enjoy them. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on them. Uh, Fuck it, let's do Blade. Oh, it's not. That's fine. Because uh, I know you guys really don't want to take recommendations from me anymore after Fear and Showgirls. So I promise you, Blade and Blade too. Uh, yep. I think you both know that. I know that. I know Zom knows that. I don't know about Pickle Loaf. Uh, All right. I'm going to head off. And uh, by the way, Stone Cold, he sounds like Hank Hill nowadays. What's happening? Jesus Christ. And I shouldn't say Vincent Kennedy McMahon is going to call him John Laurinaitis. And, Stone Cold 316. Uh, your show's getting crazy. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. <sighs> Thanks, Jess. Yeah, maybe we will do the blade. We were trying to think of a couple more action horror things, but it'll save us some work. We don't have to fucking like think anymore. Well, let me just do that. Yeah. Well, Thinking maybe, we'll, is stupid. We'll think about it. All right, maybe. Um, next voicemail. Hey, Silver Gold. This is Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and uh, I just listened to your Samurai Cup uh, podcast show, and. There's some punk called himself something like the, I don't know, Spunkaholic or some shit. And he was talking crap about my Judge Dredd movie. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but my Judge Dredd movie made millions of dollars back in the 1990s. If, uh, 
It was released today. That millions of dollars would equal billions of dollars. And what's this piece of shit new Judge Dredd sequel make without me? Nothing. And you know why? Because he got some pussy in it. He doesn't show his face. Me, I show my face all the time. (laughs) And it makes billions of dollars. My latest movie, Expendables 2, made billions of dollars as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say. Sly is in the Russian mountains lifting logs as he supports <laughs> Last voicemail. Hey guys, it's Chris B here. Uh, just wanted to share some thoughts on uh, Samurai Cop. Um, first off, Zom... I have to say I'm pretty disappointed in you. Uh, you talked about the uh, hot redhead chick. Um, uh, she's apparently called Krista Lane and is uh, um, a porn actress. And considering you've got an encyclopedic knowledge of uh, <laughs> yeah. pornography, um, I'm just shocked and amazed that you didn't know that. <laughs> you know what was going on? Um and uh, next up, he had um, just jerked and was feeling a little mention. sad and tired. One was uh, yeah. during the sex scene with the chick with the her uh, underpants were pulled up <laughs> almost under under her armpits. Um, she kept pants. those on whilst they were having sex, which must have chafed a bit. Um, <laughs> and uh, then one thing he didn't mention either uh, was. My favourite scene in the whole film is um, Robert Zadar emerging from a uh, dirty laundry cart. <laughs> yes, I did fucking sword. mention that, motherfucker. Uh, chop some dude's head off. It was. I did mention. Awesome. We did mention yeah, that. Zadar I said it didn't beard, even look like he could fit in. Um, doing some shooting some guns. See how these people are uh, fighting with a sword. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it is. Thank you, Chris and Sly. You're wrong. It's odd. He must be friends with Sly because I get the voicemails from the same same email. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, well. Yeah, it happens. They're buds. Uh, cool, that's it. I'm starting to get sweaty. I'm starting to feel like shit again. Uh, <sighs> I feel like that every time we listen to feedback. <laughs> Uh, so you can always send us feedback if you'd like, or if Zom will if let you, you have to to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or to Silver Gold Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, find us on iTunes or silverandgold dot com. Um. So oh, and join our Facebook group at facebook dot com slash group slash Silver and Gold. And uh, so next week we're gonna finally. Do our double for demise. Un double. We're not really going to call it a magnificent bastard. I think I might think he's a little more magnificent than Zom, but a magnificently weird bastard. Yeah. So we're going to do the Crispin Glover double, the double for demise. Um, we're going to do 1986's River's Edge with Crispin Glover and Keanu Reeves, and we're going to do 1991's Reuben and Ed. Um, has Karen Black in it? So. Yeah. And Howard Hessman. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, should be good. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't, don't know about my cohorts, but 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see how. At it least goes. we net, now we know where to get hot dogs in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Fatty hey. Frank's. What was the name of that place? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't listen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess that's about it for me. Zom, do you have anything else, sir? Uh, no. I no. feel like I think I'm feel like I go get some hot dogs. Yeah. And rest in peace, Alex Karras. Um, Mongo. Mongo. Oh yeah. Sucks. Nobody punched a horse like Mongo. <laughs> um. So until next week, this is Loaf Oot. Zom Oot. Bye. 